Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Hey, Financially Savvy Travelers, and welcome back to another episode of The Thought Card Podcast. Has anyone else noticed how expensive summer travel is this year? With gas prices hitting digits we haven't seen before, along with fuel prices driving up the cost of airfare and the overall surge and excitement in a domestic and international travel again, travel this summer is pricey. So now is a great time to chat about how to save money on summer travel, like tracking flight prices and tapping into your points and miles stash you've been hoarding over the last few years. Yeah, I'm looking at you and I'm also looking at me. We're calling each other out. (laughs) But yeah, but before we get into it, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge first and foremost how well two recent episodes in particular have been doing so far this year. In episode 96, we covered how investing in the stock market can improve your financial outlook. And also in episode 102, we talked about how to define your travel style. And it seems like those episodes really piqued your interest, huh? So thank you so much for listening to these episodes, sharing them with your friends and hitting me up on social, sharing your thoughts. It really does mean a lot to me that these topics are resonating with you and that you come and tune in every other week for new and fresh content. Also, I really appreciate you taking the time out to check out the sponsors of this show. Whether that's clicking the links to learn more or using my links to make a purchase, these are all ways that you are supporting me, supporting the growth and also success of this show. So I'm so appreciative and just thank you again. I'm already planning for fall episodes and we have some incredible sponsors on board who are really excited about the personal finance and travel topics we discuss here. So really appreciate all of the interaction and all of the engagement around not only the show, but also the sponsors that support the show as well. Now, this episode is made possible with the support of She Podcast Live, a four-day event that will teach you everything you need to know about podcasting, from refining your skills to growing your audience, building an engaged community, and making money. You'll learn from some of the top female podcasters in the world, like moi, and walk away with all the tools you need to reach your podcasting goals. So register now and join us in Washington, D.C. this October. Listeners of the show can use the coupon code TTC to get $50 off their ticket. Purchase your tickets today at ShePodcastLive.com or head over to the show notes to access the link. All right, so I have 12 tips to share with you today, and I've broken them down primarily by three spending categories. So how to save money on summer travel via accommodations, transportations, and things to do. So let's go ahead and get started. So let's talk about accommodations first. So my first tip is to book hotels with free parking and free breakfast. We want to bundle in as many valuable perks as possible reflected in our nightly rate. So free parking can save you anywhere from $15 plus. That's how much me and Kyle actually spent at a recent hotel. 
and it was valet parking. They only had valet parking and we got hit with the $15 bill afterwards. And depending on the type of breakfast that you have, I can imagine that's how much you're probably going to spend per person as well. So whenever you're looking at hotels, see if it's possible to have free parking, free breakfast, and any other perks that you are looking for. Tip number two is to redeem those free hotel nights offered by your travel credit card rewards. So I'm here to tell you to stop hoarding points and miles and other travel perks you've accumulated. Spend it, okay? Use what you have available to you this summer. So if you have a stash, use your stash instead of your own money out of pocket. So for example, Kyle and I, my husband and I, recently decided to spend one night away a few towns over and we redeemed the free night stay with a free night award certificate that I had using my Marriott Bonvoy credit card. So here's the thing. We didn't wait for the perfect extravagant trip to use our perks. We booked it and had a wonderful time even exploring nearby. So of course, I would love to redeem that free night stay at an amazing resort in Hawaii with my hubby during our honeymoon, but that trip isn't feasible right now for us. So instead, we use what we have. So use your rewards and stop looking for the perfect scenario to cash them in. The whole point of accumulating points and miles is to use it towards travel expenses, right? So as travel expenses are getting a lot more expensive, now is the time. Now is the time to use it and free up some of the cash that we may need for other things down the road. In addition to redeeming those free hotel nights, don't forget about using those credit cards to actually reimburse you for travel purchases or erasing different travel purchases. So for example, the Capital One Venture card that I have allows me to get reimbursed for travel expenses. And I'm going to make sure I'm doing that this summer and beyond. So use what you have. And at some point, you need to stop hoarding and go out there and travel and use what you have to make that financially possible. Tip number three is similar, is to use your points and miles to pay for flights and hotels fully or partially. So yes, you can absolutely use your points and miles to take care fully for a flight, fully for a hotel or different travel experiences, but you can also use it to partially pay, to partially offset the cost as well. Now, I don't want to encourage you to be wasteful. If there's an opportunity and you're looking at it and it doesn't make sense, like they're asking for so many points and miles to redeem and it just doesn't make financial sense. Okay, I understand that. But I think a lot of us are looking for the perfect travel scenario. We want to use this to go to a X destination, which may not be feasible right now. So we're just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. So stop waiting for the perfect setup, the perfect scenario to cash your points and miles in and to have some of these costs alleviated this summer. All right. So we're going to be moving now into the transportation section of this episode, and I have some more tips for you here as well. So tip number four is to use an aggregator like Google Flights to compare prices and track price fluctuations. 
So Google Flights is a tool that I use. I really like that you can track flight prices using Google Flights and you get email updates and alerts when the price changes. So if the price ends up dropping, you know, okay, this is on sale. This is a lot cheaper. So let's go ahead and book right now. So I really do think this is a great opportunity using Google Flights and or other platforms that have a tracking ability to kind of stay in the know and find those discounts as soon as they happen. Tip number five is if you do see a cheap flight this summer, perhaps when you're using Thrifty Traveler Premium, book them quickly. Deals are selling out so fast this summer. And if you're wondering what Thrifty Traveler Premium is all about, well, Thrifty Traveler Premium notifies you when a great deal pops up. So if you haven't yet, I definitely recommend subscribing to Thrifty Traveler Premium to stay in the know. If you want to learn more about finding cheap flights, then listen to episode 70, where I chatted with the CEO and founder, Jared Kimrowski of Thrifty Traveler, who shared how to find the best flight deals and why Thrifty Traveler Premium is worth the annual subscription. Tip number six is to search for flights from multiple nearby airports. I tend to actually forget this tip sometimes because I have go-to airports that I really like and prefer. But if you expand your search parameters a bit, you may save. So for example, I'm based in Connecticut, USA, and I have actually four different airports nearby to me. I have JFK, I have LaGuardia in New York City, I have Bradley Airport in Hartford, and I also have the Westchester County Airport. So I have actually four airports. And then I also have Boston if I wanted to kind of expand that out. So instead of only looking at my go-to airport, consider also looking out at the other airports nearby. Now, of course, there are some cons. If you have a nearby airport, maybe that's 30, 40 an hour away, and then you are finding a bargain at an airport that's two hours away, you're going to have to really think, is it worth it at that point? So that, again, is something to consider. But overall, I think opening up our search parameters will definitely help us to consider saving a bit more this summer. Tip number seven is to pack light. I've heard so many horror stories this summer about luggage getting lost and just flight delays and all of this other stuff happening this summer. And this is just a good reminder to pack light so you could avoid wasting a lot of time at baggage claim when you land wherever you're landing. So I actually really am loving knack bags. They're slim and multi-purpose lightweight backpack that packs like a suitcase. So when you use the promo code TTCNAC at checkout, you'll also get a free TSA approved lock with purchase. In the show notes, I will have a link to how I have been packing my knack bags and how I've been using it for some smaller local adventures nearby. So packing light, having a carry-on only when you're flying just makes a lot of sense and it just keeps your costs down as well. All right. So we're moving now into the things to do section or the more general section of just ideas I had when it comes to saving money on summer travel this year. So another idea, tip number eight, is to spend less days slash nights away from home. So I first discovered this in Iceland because Iceland is a pricey destination, but 
literally one of the top places that I highly recommend going to in the world. One of my top three destinations. But to be honest and fair, it is pricey. And when I was trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to want to go to Iceland, but staying there for seven days versus maybe three or four nights made a big financial difference. So this is where I discovered this. And I want to share that with you is that sometimes in order to save some money, we'll have to cut our trips a little bit shorter. So consider spending less days and nights away from home as a way to mitigate those costs. Tip number nine is to pick a location, a locale closer to home overall. And you can do this by avoiding flying and or driving because we know how expensive gas is these days. I do see that train travel is on the rise. Amtrak recently announced a New York City to Burlington, Vermont service for the first time since 1953. And I am so excited because y'all know me. I love me some Vermont. And I'm just excited that now it's going to be easier to get to different cities across the state because of this connection, because of this train service. So if you're curious, New York City to Burlington, Vermont is approximately a 7.5 hour train trip and fares start under $100. So this tip has like a two-parter. So picking a locale closer to home, avoiding flying and driving, but also consider train travel as an alternative as well. So I'm very, very excited about this Amtrak service and you will be seeing me. (laughs) You will be seeing me more and more in Vermont these days. Tip number 10 is to prioritize free things to do. So I love, love, love exploring a city via free things to do. In fact, when I visited Portugal some time ago, and I was in Lisbon, I had a challenge for myself. I said, how can I explore Lisbon by spending no money on activities so I can spend all my money on food and drinks? Because the food was just amazing and the drinks in Lisbon were just amazing. So I had this challenge for myself and I found that I could do so many things across the city for free. So some ideas in terms of things to do for free, including checking out if there's any free nights at the museums, or sometimes they have uh, free first Sundays of the month. So check out the tourism board's website to see what special deals that they have or things that may be a little bit hard to find out. I really like the tourism boards for this kind of information like that. Also, for example, in Connecticut, kids can go to the museums free this summer, accompanied by one Connecticut resident adult. So For us living in the state, we are so excited about this because we're like, hey, we could really explore with our family and take advantage of just being able to visit all these different places without coming out of pocket for it. So I'm very excited. So just be on the lookout for deals like that, free museums and free offers that your city or destination may have. Again, hiking is one of my favorite free activities and things to do. Great way to get outdoors and experience with nature, reconnect with nature. So hiking, if your destination has great hiking trails, that may be something to do. I also wanted to also point you to self-paced walking tours, like audio walking tours, perfect for slow looking and roaming, offered by Gesso. 
Currently available in New York City, Florence, Rome, and Venice. If you're on a tight budget, there are some free tours to get you started, as well as paid ones. So if you're looking for a self-paced audio walking tour, check out Gesso via the link in the show notes. So again, I definitely recommend prioritizing free activities and free things to do at a destination so you can spend less and free up your funds for other things. Tip number 11 is to visit local grocery stores and stock up on snacks, drinks, and buy pre-made foods like sandwiches and salads, etc. So this is a great opportunity for you to keep your costs low by eating out less and having some snacks and having some low-cost foods on hand by going to the local grocery store. So late last year, I was visiting a small town in Vermont with a friend. We did like a DIY riding retreat and we visited the local grocery store. We got snacks. We got made sure we had our drinks. We had got sandwiches and things like that to just allow us to kind of save money on lunch in particular. And at dinner, we were able to like go to a fancy restaurant and it just allowed us to save some money overall. And then my last tip for you, my last bit of the episode is to BYOB, which is bring your own bottle with you. Meaning if you enjoy alcoholic beverages, then bring a bottle of wine with you. Pack your bottle of wine, pack your beers, pack your craft beers, whatever your drink of choice is, bring that with you and you can pregame at your lodging before heading out. So this tip actually brought me back to my college days because I don't know about you, but in college, we would make sure to get our drinks and pregame at school in our dorm rooms before going out because we knew how expensive it was to go to the bars and just you could literally spend so much money out of the bars. So this is a good option and opportunity. This is something that we do all the time, especially when we're going out to Airbnbs. We have a corkscrew just in our backpack with us. And all we have to do is just pop in any drink of our choice so that we have something to enjoy while we're at accommodation. All right. So in this episode, I shared quite a few ideas and ways that you can save money on summer travel this year. And I would love to hear from you. How are you saving money this summer. Hit me up on social. I'm at the thought card on Twitter and at the Danielle Desir on Instagram and share your insights. All right, financially savvy travelers, that is all for now. I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode, but don't forget there's way more where that came from. When you become a supporter of the show, you'll get bonus episodes, additional tips on affording travel, real-time updates, as well as strategies for building wealth and creating multiple income streams. Head over to thoughtcard.com forward slash join to support. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram. I'm at the Danielle Desir. Slide in my DMs and share with me your thoughts about this episode. What did you enjoy? What stood out to you? Let me know. I'd absolutely love to connect with you outside of the podcast. See you in the next one.